0: Alaska, bears, and Iceland. This is the Wild Eye Podcast. everybody my name is Jerry I'm from Wild Eye, and the first episode of the podcast for 2022 went out last week and I'm back now originally I thought I'm going to try and do every Tuesday and Friday but I'm sorry I don't work that way I'm kind of I need to record it right now so I'm doing it right now and that's what happened Mike and I had a chat outside about future trips international trips and such and off the back of that we recorded the following podcast I hope you guys enjoy Hello, Mike. Hello, Jerry. <laughs> so, <laughs> it is, what is it, the 10th of January, back in the office, and I literally just went to Mike's desk and said, prat, which for those international people means, let's chat. Exactly. How's your holiday? Not much of a holiday. Um, uh, you I, led trips all the way
1: through. Yeah, I was, I guided a, a private Indulini in the Sabi Sand over the festive period, and mm. so, yeah, well, the, the group of guests, the, the couple I was hosting, I just so laid back, easy going, so it wasn't... It felt like a working holiday, put it that way. but Yeah, you get to look at leopards, eh? Hey? Yeah, exactly. But you've yeah. hosted
0: the same people for quite a few times now.
1: Yeah, they've been travelling with us for the past, what's it now, four five years. And, oh. yeah, hosted them over the festive period every year since... Nice. Yeah, way back when in Botswana. So yeah, And the sightings were good. Insane. Really, yeah. really good, yeah. yeah. Eleven individual leopards, six days. Jeez. Um, couple of lion yeah. <laughs> a lot of ellies buffalo yeah. yeah so it was good it was i
0: was off social mostly but when i checked your stuff it was like okay well, it was i think it's going all right hey? yeah no it was really good
1: <laughs> the service at the lodge the the camp the staff yeah. everything was just so beautiful how yeah, you feeling for the year ahead excited it's going to be a good one because good. why because it's 2022 man no, we're getting, further, <laughs> we're getting further and further away from 2020, and all exactly, yes. the that further away bad. we can get, the better. Um, but no, there's a lot of exciting things planned, a lot of cool privates, a lot of cool schedules out there, yeah. and just the energy from everyone in office—it just, it feels, it's refreshing. It much does much. feel different, yeah, somehow. Um, so there's, there's good energy, good vibes, yeah. and yeah, it's just I. I've got a good feeling about this shit. Yeah. We had a
0: chat downstairs, John and Andrew, myself now, and, and one of the things as well is we said, you know from a work and office point of view, COVID doesn't exist. Get back to doing what we're doing. Yeah. But did you know that there was... So now you get Delta and there's Omicron. Yeah. And in Cyprus now, they identified a combination. This sounds like a joke, but it's not. It's called Delta yes. Delta Cron. It's like a transformer. Wow. Dude, but Like Optimus Prime versus
1: Delta Cron. <sighs> it, it sounds scary, <laughs> but I think, yeah, I mean, this whole hype about... I mean, if we had to say, for example, keep track of all the new cold and flu variants. Oh, good Lord. I mean, there's not a dictionary long enough with enough letters and words no. to put shit together. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, when is it going to stop? It's yeah. really, it's going to forever change and yeah. mutate and there's going to be new variants. It's basically here to stay. Yeah. I mean, so many people engage with me online saying, oh, when, the, when COVID ends, then... yeah."
0: A flat newsflash. It yeah. ain't going to end. I, think, I don't know if I was speaking to you, it's, it's part but of the life Spanish now. flu from 1918 or something, there's still some of that around. Yeah, it's obviously. Uh, but it's just managed, so it, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't make the news anymore. Yeah. I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to bite my tongue here because I want to go down conspiracy theory routes now. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts about... The money that the Pfizer's the of the world are making mm. and how there's been a cure yeah. since the beginning. And, and, and but I'm trying not to because we got to stay on track. Yeah. Maybe on Friday, but not now. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're here to speak about fun stuff. Yes. <laughs> Tell me about Alaska. This popped up in conversation.
1: Yeah. Yes. It's something I've been looking into for, for quite some time um, because obviously I'd like to not only broaden my horizons, uh, get out onto more international trips, but just, there's something about Alaska, the, the raw, it's, from what I can see online and the documentaries I've watched and things yeah. I've read, it honestly feels like such a raw experience mm-hmm. in terms of the nature, the wildlife, it's, it just feels so untouched and so real, yeah. um, and obviously the, the content that comes out of that place yeah. is just absolutely marvelous. This is probably an
0: unfair question, but can you compare what you think of it, what you just described, versus Iceland? Because mm. I'm going to give you a chance to think about it. Okay. To me, Iceland feels more curated, if, if for lack of a better term, it's more of a finesse thing. Because there's no wildlife, so you kind of know that waterfall is going to be there. Yes. It's going to be there. Yes. Now it's just the lights and stuff. Whereas, well, if it's not there, there's a problem. <laughs> you're, you're <laughs> lost. <laughs> um, but but I think it's quite right what you say. It's like wilderness, wild versus more of a curated thing. Yeah. And, and, and not there's not a good or a bad. It's just the... Yeah. I I, difference. I, I I get what
1: you're saying then. I mean I'm still madly in love with Iceland. That place absolutely took my breath away. Uh. And still think I was working through content this morning. I'm gonna be punting a bit of um winter Iceland content out there and it's like reliving those moments standing on the diamond beach mm. or at those like the, those waterfalls, the power that with that waterfalling, it's just it's crazy. Yeah. That place moves you. It's it's really difficult to describe yeah but i think if i had to compare iceland to say alaska yes they're both cold <laughs> destinations if i may Yeah. And, but it's pretty much like comparing medekbe to the maasai mara in a sense mm-hmm. you know it's they're okay. both equal, they're both amazing destinations
0: mm. but they offer something totally yeah. different i think this is the, this is the the what are we looking for this is the conundrum most people face when they want to book a trip is do you go back to the place you know because you know what you could potentially get or do you go to a new place? I know I'm, whenever I want to travel international, I'm like, fuck, I want to go back to New York City but I also want to go, is it's, that, yeah, what, do you do? what do you
1: do? It's tough, yeah. It's, Like like you you said way back when I just started I remember you used to use a phrase a lot the more you know the better it gets the more you know the more difficult it becomes Mm. because like you said you know going into New York or going into Iceland you know the magic that waits for you there Mm. whereas if you don't go and explore new places you'll never know Mm. you might be disappointed I compare it to on safari guests would always like Mark do you think we should stay another 20 minutes with this leopard in the tree well we know what we have here so if we stay, we can either be we've got this leopard, it's yeah. great. We don't know what's waiting around the next corner, there could be nothing. Yeah. And if we leave the sighting and something crazy goes down, at least we won't know about it. Well hopefully yeah. they yeah. <laughs> the other yeah. guys don't get back to camp. Oh my god, this yeah. leopard killed the elephant. Yeah. Um I hate it when that <laughs> So yeah, it is it's a that's a very It's kind of model. you don't know what you don't know. Yeah.
0: So that's I don't know how thing. to answer that. No. Some I don't know. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um I think, I mean, with with something like Iceland and, how do do I say this? Iceland is kind of, and I don't mean this in a bad way at all. I mean, it's it's photographically predictable Mm, because you know that even if it's a a dull sky, there's still images to get. But the waterfall will be there. The diamond beach will be there in variations of, but it will be there. Northern lights, okay, there's a bit of a variable. But anything which involves wildlife will always be more unpredictable. Yes. Because you can't control that.
1: Which, in my opinion, as well, is part of the thrill. There it is. Because you know,
0: you, you why don't, do we don't keep on going weeks. out
1: there? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, a common question we get asked don't you get bored? Mm. No, every day is different. You can be mm. in the same reserve for a year like we were yeah. while we were guiding or managing yeah. in a deck. Where it's the same thing over and over, yeah but
0: things happen slightly mm. differently. So. I don't know if you had the same at Lodges. People would ask, don't you get tired of game driving the same roads every day? Mm. And I always said, you know what? I can yeah. leave. For 365 days, I can leave at 5 o'clock in the morning and drive the same road and get back at 7 o'clock in the morning. Not one day will be the same. No. Weather, temperature, birds, sunlight, um, animals, animals move, everything. Everything, yeah. And that's the gold about it. It's always different. Yeah. And I think that
1: unpredictable factor of wildlife mm. is just, yeah, there's something about it. Like heading out, searching for bears one morning, for example. Mm. You're hoping bears are
0: are busy hunting salmon and you know you never really know what's mm. in store do, do you think sorry i wasn't just what you said there do you think sometimes people put too big expectations on their mornings like you said bears hunting mm. i i swung and missed once in great bear Forest, where we went to the place where there are spirit bears we sat there from seven thirty in the morning until 5 we didn't see anything that looked like a bear, not even a shadow. <laughs> but this is what you build up in your mind. Say people come in safari and they go out in the morning. It's like, oh my God, I hope we find this leopard with cubs and mating and killing an elephant, like you mm. said. I wonder if people build up the expectations and whether that influences their reality.
1: It's Look, I think it. I also do. Everyone, I think it's a natural thing. You, you do get excited and you do wake up hoping that you're going to see what you're hoping to yeah. see. Um, but I think a lot of people do approach it in a way where they don't accept the failure of those hopes or those dreams or those wishes yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, prior to heading out um, and i think that will then result in impacting their experience and the safari and everything as a yes. as a whole negatively yeah. so i think you need to go out knowing that this is what i really want to see mm. but if i don't it's not going to destroy no. the experience look at where you are look at the, the place you find oh. yourself in, it's still very special
0: and, and awesome to I be. I think really that's where that's where a holistic approach comes in, in that I'm not hinging my entire safari or tour or expedition experience on one singular moment. Yeah. There's all these singular moments, but it's still... If you're happy to wake up in the bush and have a coffee with the sunrise of the African plains and go out and be there and see a hornbill doing its display and stuff, it's, it's those little micro things that work. Yes, definitely. have to yeah. make sense. Anyway, Alaska. Alaska. When did you first want to go there sure it's
1: been probably a year and a half where i've really looked into it a lot and but of late like end of last year into this year is where i've started really digging and searching and following and reading and what are you digging and searching for everything that's beautiful in alaska mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> what's well, not beautiful in alaska um but obviously yes yeah, so it's mainly purely focused on the wildlife side of things um, so obviously bears are a big call yeah and with alaska holding one of the largest grizzly bear populations uh, if not the largest mm. it's it's uh, that's what you you really yeah. look or think of when you think of alaska in terms yeah. of a wildlife front it's obviously scenery is just mind-blowing yeah. but yeah i mean bears bears hunting salmon i mean even fishing mm. I, I would love to fish in,
0: yeah. <laughs> in Alaska. have you ever seen a photo of a
1: bear have I seen a photograph
0: of Seen or photographed a bear. Never. You know, in a zoo even? can't think... For sure, I don't think I've... No. Maybe a polar bear like when I was young, when yeah, the Pretoria sh- Zoo had... They had those two, I think... How sad is that, Bruce? Was it Pretoria or... One of the two had those... And they had that hell of an enclosure... Yes. ...where you could walk in the glass and everything. And My dad up. was actually involved in the electrical side of that thing way back. He was oh, an electrical seriously? engineer. So we wow. went there and stuff... And looking back then i was like oh man he's a ace beard he's a polar bear whatever yeah and now you think those things were so fucking hot and they were hungry and it's just so wrong yeah but that, that's gone now so that's good yes yeah yeah so
1: i think if any probably that one mm. once or twice when yeah. i was like i can't even remember um it's interesting but yeah animal. i never but i mean just like seeing the way these bears interact i mean their size their power their strength mm. it's I think it and being on foot next to these things that makes it real, dude. I can't even imagine, and it's it's like you put yourself outside of that comfort zone. We understand lion behavior, leopard mm. behavior, elephants, and still it's a crazy thrill. Like in Mana Pools, you're walking with sure. loads of elephants in those forests, and it's you get such a it's such a thrilling feeling that yeah. you get. But I can't imagine standing next to a bear, yeah, twenty meters away hunting yeah. salmon. On foot with an animal that you have absolutely no idea about, and you know, and I think a lot of people then question like our abilities, mine, yours, and I think people then get lost because they think, well, Mike's not a—he's never guided in America, he's never seen a bear. But that's not the point. You know, it's not that you and I run in there blind and say, okay, come on group, let's go photograph bears. We ensure that we work with specialists on the ground there. Who understand the animal behaviour and know what's right, what's wrong, where we're pushing limits, where we're not pushing limits, whatever it may be. I'm glad you took it there. And no, so many times, like people Mm. would ask me, I've been chatting to people online, why do you want to go to Alaska? You've never you're not an expert in the area. It's like the Pantanal for example. (laughs) You're not an expert in the area, but we've got Ricardo on the ground, he's an expert in the area. So I will rely on him to get
0: us to good places. I will rely on myself to ensure that our guests have the best experience. I'm gonna be honest and exactly. So from a bare point of view, I'm still meant to. I did a. I did a podcast once out of New York. I finished in Canada, and I walked through Union Square on my old earphone things for the iPhone and recorded a podcast on the perception of international lodges. For example, we stayed at the one of the top seven lodges in Canada. I'm like, holy shit, this is going to be amazing. Mm. I mean, dude, Sangeeta, London, smart, take your pick. Yeah. It doesn't come close. So there's also the thing where I still maintain that we as African guys, and if there's any international guys, listen, I'm not dissing you guys here, mm. but our understanding of animal behavior at large, because if you do your, your SKSDA, dangerous animals, yeah. or you do your trails guide, and you do all these things, you are taught on baseball to not just look at one animal, but many. Yeah. And universally, a predator will do certain things. Mm. And it's still, it carry, I promise you it carries over. I remember once we were, not the year that I swung and missed with the spur bear, the year before there was a little black bear now he was big for a black bear but he was little mm. he was cute um, <laughs> <Cuddly>. <laughs> teddy bear you know where teddy bear comes from it's Theodore Roosevelt the word teddy Ted's bear teddy yeah teddy. Oh, Theodore Roosevelt different story different podcast <laughs> go google it um, but we were photographing these things we were on the one side of this little creek and it's maybe 10-15 meters but it's shallow Yeah. and this, the David Dushman the Canadian photographer he had a group maybe 5 meters we're chatting on this And one of these people went too far forward, and this bear- Into the stream, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, just just kind of hunching into photograph. And I looked at it, and I knew this thing's going to go for him. Just by the body language of the bear, because it's the same as a lion, as a leopard, any of these things, you could see it was going to happen. So I, I do think, and this might be arrogant from an African point of view, but I do think we take value from our training and animal behavior, especially with the experience we have going into those environments. Yeah, for sure. It, it's amazing. And also, I think what's interesting for the clientele then, or the people who go with you, is you can say, oh, you check what he's doing now? You've been to Africa now, think how they compare. Yes. The yeah. depth of that, it's just great. Yeah. But I'm thinking something very random. There was a meme at one stage where there's this guy fishing. On, and you're looking across and there's a bear and this bear gets uh, up and he fu's him it's yes. like a roundhouse kick and stuff. I don't know why I thought of that it's <laughs> funny um, but no I do, I do think there's a big carryover. No, yes and nice. we work they call it naturalists they're, they're like what we would do field guides yeah. and working with them the education that and I know this the education that they do isn't like we do yeah as Svalbard has different regulations with weapon handling and how they shoot, but they can shoot warning shots. Yes. We don't anymore. Exactly. But anyway, the the carry of I do think is a real thing. Yeah, definitely. And I think, like you speak of the training that we got
1: got to do as junior guides in the industry and like, yes, that's all fair and well. Training is important. It teaches you right from wrong Mm -hmm. as they get trained. Sure. And I mean, if you say get guided by a guy who's been in the industry for six months compared to a guy who's been in the industry for 11 years. Mm. Now rather, you'll have a much greater experience than the guy with 11 years of experience behind his belt because I look at my training and yes, I learned a hell of a lot but mm. I really, the things that stick with me and that that I really carry with me every day when I'm out in the field yeah. is the experiences I've had. Yeah. Now I don't remember much of the textbook stuff anymore no. because you kind of mold as a guide and you form become who you are mm. and knowing how I can push my limits, you know yes. how to judge and, and read guests' behaviours and how far you can not push their limits, no, but sure. you can judge how comfortable they are with moving and, and yeah. I think that's the how we benefit from local guides on the ground there is that they obviously know these bear movements. They understand <coughs> territories. They understand yeah. um the hours of the, the day that they're gonna move or mm-hmm. come into the river, whatever it may be. Yeah. And that's how we'll benefit from them is
0: they know the good sp- spots mm. to get to and at what times. Yeah. Um, and they know the individuals. It's yeah. like you come to the Sambi Sands, you know, this is the white damn female and she mated with this one and that. Exactly. Those, yeah. those stories that don't mean that, that you won't find a key in a textbook but still adds value. Yeah, definitely. I also, I also think it's changed because people can now sit on the back of the vehicle. If I have a guide ever when I'm hosting a trip and he starts going gestation, longevity, 110 days, 12 years, except the females go 14... Dude, not interested because I can Google that in the car. Exactly. People can literally sit in the back of the car and Google that stuff. Yeah. I think it's the interpretation. It's the opinions, the thoughts, the behavior. That That's the interesting stuff. Ex- yeah. That you can't Google. No, definitely not.
1: Yeah, dude, um, yeah, so flip. Alaska. When are you going there? As soon as I can.
0: <laughs> as soon as I can. Yeah. Um, as soon as we can, should I say. Yeah. No, it'll be cool to... We, for those of you listening, we just had a quick chat outside about <laughs> Iceland and Alaska and stuff. And we are going to be looking at doing Alaska next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm running a Great Bear Rainforest trip, uh, end of August. So we're going to look at bolting on, on there somewhere. Yeah. But I'm with you, there's something about it that is very attractive. I know, yeah. I've, I've had people online as well ask, when are we going there? Yes. And mm-hmm. it'll happen in 2023. Yeah, So it's, yeah, it's, um, it's an interesting thing of, oh, my nose is bleeding, I don't No do know why. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm okay. People, don't worry. I'm okay. I might <laughs> sniff now and then. Um, but yeah, I do think there is something about it that that we need to get to. Yeah, that place looks insane. And it's like when you think of bears as well, just
1: a bear, the first image I get and see is a bear with a salmon in its mouth or salmon yeah. flying up to its mouth. Yeah. I know there's various and many different places to photograph and spend time with bears, Yeah. But i mean that place just looks insane i also
0: think there's something about a bear i'm gonna get your tissue you keep talking thank you i'm bleeding to death here um i also think there's something about a bear and i'll repeat this when mike comes back in is and a wolf actually that there's something mystical to them and yes there's a certain element in african culture for example where people look at a leopard or a lion and they've got cultural beliefs and this and that but universally and maybe maybe i'm wrong here and i'll check what mike thinks now but there's some kind of mysticism around the species, whether it's a polar bear, which in its environment itself, it feels, it, it almost feels like the stuff that legends are made of. But bears and wolves. So, thank you, Mike. Um, sorry, guys, I'm bleeding today. My nose started bleeding. I don't know why. <laughs> the excitement. Oh, so excited for Alaska. My nose starts bleeding. Um, there we go. So what I was saying is, to me, bears and wolves... Mm. There's a certain mysticism to them, and I was saying now, yes, leopards, lions, people think of it African culture, but universally, and maybe I'm wrong here, but universally, there's something about a bear and a wolf, which is it's almost like legendary. It's it's mystical.
1: Yeah, I don't, no, I don't it's, know it's if I'm a,
0: saying it the right way.
1: No, I think it, I think you are, and it, it kind of takes you back to takes you back many, many, many years mm. in terms of how like humans living your life it's like ancient yes exactly like ancient life mm. like living off the land and yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely they do have that feeling about well about them and I mean I've never seen or photographed either of these species but mm. I mean you can just pick it up online as well looking at things reading
0: things yeah it's they they fearless creatures yeah. Even in the in the in the in Hangover is the one man wolf pack. Oh. <laughs> Zach Galifianakis. That's oh. <laughs> like that's crazy. But no, I mean I think Alaska. So for those of you listening, Mike and I are busy investigating Alaska for um, summer next year, Alaskan summer next year. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Um, just because I wanted to touch on Iceland as well. Mm. So Iceland, your, your next Iceland trip is in June. Well, actually, I'm supposed to be there right now.
1: Yes. <laughs> Thank you, it. COVID. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so June. It's a summer departure in yeah. June. Um, we will obviously explore a lot more of Iceland mm. because roads are open. You get, can get to the highlands, not as much snow. Yeah. Um, so yeah, June is is the summer departure, and then December it's you and I hosting our
0: second winter departure yeah. for the year. I think I think also in summer what was very unique for me is when you go to the highlands. Obviously the landscape's different, but mm. there are two of the most spectacular waterfalls that I've ever seen there. They are just and I. We can't get there in our winter departure. It's just unless we do a specific bolt on as such, yes, which we should maybe do. Yeah, but you can't get to them in winter from the route we do. But holy hell! No, due to the is just the roads and snow. And unbelievable!
1: Yeah, it looked insane, and I was so. I mean, I would have joined you up there if it weren't for that five day. Yes quarantine thing because at that time I wasn't vaccinated and I was in Uganda I had two days mm. then I
0: could have got to Iceland you're talking about my prison time in Iceland correct yes yes so
1: unfortunately I
0: couldn't make that work but yes the things I saw you put out online mm. were just spectacular that no, was amazing it was absolutely amazing I know there's still a couple of spots left for the June departure correct yeah um, and again if it does go over four then we both host correct yeah so December I can't remember the date but anyway there's, 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 like there's mid-December somewhere yeah 12 to 6 to 12 or something like somewhere that. There. Um, but we are co-hosting that that's a definite go but there we put eight and two yeah and for no other reason than it's awesome really it, it's just that but Iceland as a as a destination I think from the first time we went there you just know you just know this is special yeah amazing F- photographically and again we've said this for us to teach there photographically is easy because it's white paced the exactly. leopards not running up and down the tree and then a scrub here comes in and then a Marshall Eagle swoops yeah, and it exactly. doesn't work like that yeah it's slow and measured and I think also photographically, for me, which I liked for the people, is there's there's how do you got there's me time. So mm. you can you can chat to, for example, your client, and then you go on, and they have this little bubble of headspace and shooting, and it's golden.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's like you you mentioned that bubble of headspace. I have not on any other other safaris I've ever hosted seen people zone out that much mm. yeah. <laughs> in terms of focusing on what yeah. they're doing because they have the time to do so. It's not a rush
0: and still it's equally as thrilling. Yeah. And do you th- an honest question, do you think the cold has something to do with it? Because Svalbard's is the same. Too cold to be busy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe you slow down. Like, we're poikilothermic, like a snake. You go like, and you slow down. In but in Svalbard it's the same. So either people are busy on the boat, but there's these long times where you're sailing through the, through the fjords and people also like can just check them one of their standing and they're just like zoning, zoning out but yeah. in a good way i wonder if it's the arctic it, I, it I th- must be brits that to me like
1: i was so mesmerized every every single destination we arrived at to go photograph in it was honestly to me i still said it, it felt as if you were in a movie set mm-hmm. it didn't feel real it didn't seem real yeah it was so beautiful and so breathtaking that i think there, there'll be something wrong with you if you don't take that yeah two or three minute bubble space to just be like, oh my word, look at how insane this place is. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's definitely yeah. the area
0: you find yourself in that, <laughs> that makes you take that step I, back The Arctic, there's something, and I remember the first time I got to the Arctic, Same when you get to Iceland for the first time, when you get off the plane, I'm trying to think, Reykjavik, no, Reykjavik, you get off on an on a air jet walkway thing. Yes, yeah. In, in, in Longyearbyen, you get off and you walk it. but when you feel that air for the first time like walking out in in Reykjavik there's there's something in the air and maybe I had a conversation with someone recently where they said oh it's snowing again this is miserable I'm like oh that's awesome they're Mm. like oh no they hate the snow and I said well I'm from Africa I don't hate the heat but I can appreciate it Exactly. but I like what you have it's just that that's that's random the the thing I was thinking of now what you said when you get to each destination did you ever see the movie Interview with a Vampire by Anne Rice Brad Pitt um, interview with a Vampire Interview with a Vampire It's one of Anne Rice's big novels Okay And it was the first of, first of five books But um, Brad Pitt plays Louis the, um, And Tom Cruise plays Lestat Yes, yeah And Lestat's is this old, hey? What a cost Yeah, and Antonio Banderas is also I can't remember his character's name Anyway, so Lestat And it plays from the 1800s And Lestat's character eventually finds Louis Brad Pitt's character Bites him, turns him into a vampire now, the whole thing then is apparently when you turn into a vampire, according to Anne Rice, all your senses are heightened. Okay. And there's this one scene where Louis is narrating this and he wakes up as a vampire for the first time. And he's looking around and he says something like, every little thing holds fascination. Yeah. And that is what I feel in that place. Mm. Every little yeah, thing holds the, fascination. Oh. Even, even when you're standing at a waterfall, you look down, there's these pebbles. Beautiful. And like on the beach at Vic... Yeah, those little black pebbles. Might, my God, I must have taken four million iPhone shots. But <laughs> oh, is that, it's that—it's it, your yeah, every little thing holds fascination. I think that's maybe a nice way to sum it up. Yeah, I think like, one of the things I brought back was a handful of stones off that black pebble beach. It's probably illegal, but I did as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bought, yeah, I bought yeah. some sand as well from the one beach. Oh yeah, I like probably still have junk in
1: some of those pockets and I oh. don't get the stuff out. But yeah, yeah it's yeah that place is. Mm. I can't think of a better quote to describe that oh, everything holds fascination. fascination and the way yeah. he looks around
0: everything that's it
1: yeah um, what's your trip before then? Uh, what, what before Iceland? yeah Ooh, I'm heading out later this month I head to Kenya on a private mm-hmm. then I've got Best of Serengeti co-hosting with Johan mm-hmm. Ambasseli Lake Nakuru mm-hmm. and then thereafter I've got Namibia into Uganda mm-hmm. and then Iceland nice So busy year yeah that's How be many days the, are you travelling this year? Yo, I think I'm currently sitting at 164, 165 mm. days. Yeah. Yeah. So it's another busy year. Yeah. Um, And that's why for next year, it's going to start... And hence the reason for our discussion earlier is a cut and color bit of mm. Africa trips to, sure. to get out to places like Alaska mm. more often. And we've got great
0: new guides who can take all the Africa trips that we've been doing for so long. Exactly, yeah. And start, exploring, start it. exploring other places. I just want to loop back quickly to finish up. One of the things you said is people ask you how you can add value in that situation. Mm. I still maintain, and I, I will stand by this, you can take any of you, me, any of our guides... And put us in any photographic, nature photographic situation, and we will out-teach 90% of people.
1: Yeah.
0: Regard. I don't have to know how a hummingbird's digestive system works when he's not migrating. Fuck, I don't know if they migrate. <laughs> but if you put us in that situation, you will be able to add value photographically to that person. Exactly. Yeah. And that is half the win. Yeah, definitely. And it's not only...
1: It doesn't start and end with us as the guide. It's... There are guides out there who think it does. No, definitely. But that's a discussion for another time. We need a beer for that one. Yeah, a couple of 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 beers. (laughs) Um, But it doesn't start and end there. No. Because, I mean, what we also pride ourselves on, and I've seen it on multiple of my safaris, when Mm. a pawpaw starts hitting a fan when you're on safari, especially now with COVID. And I know we're going to chat about this later in the week, but, I mean, the team we have in office on the ground here takes so much stress off of us as the guide. Because, yes, photographically, you said there's no way we won't succeed in assisting our guests no. photographically and then we, we also there to create a great all-round experience I mean so we nice funny guys well yeah we like to think I so I think so <laughs> <laughs> but we we're obviously there helping you photographically but we're also there ensuring that you're having a good time mm. if things go pear-shaped we'll, we're there to assist you mm-hmm. and if we can't assist you on the ground and for the most part mm. we will get in touch with our office and say listen guys this is the issue please help us out yeah and then they tackle it. They're on it. White on rice and things happen. Mm. And then we can still continue and focus on what we need to do in the field. And that is creating
0: a mm. great all round um, safari experience for our guests. No, 100%. So, I just, so, okay, so, to so, sum up, so we've got an Iceland trip in June, which yes. you're hosting. We've got an Iceland trip in December. December, which you and I are hosting. Correct. Then we are looking at Alaska for 23. 23. Along with the Great Bear Rainforest, and I'm signing the contract for Svalbard 2023 today as well. So, a lot of international stuff happening. Going
1: to be a bearful year. A,
0: a bear, a bearful bear, bear bearful. Bearful. It's going to be bearful <laughs> oh, I love that. Is it bearful or bureau Anyway, I think um, be, yeah, bearful What other, <laughs> one other international destination you'd like to get to? I like to get to. Um, Sure, that's actually a tough question. Because you are going to the Pantanal. Yes,
1: heading to the Pantanal. Um, sure, I'd,
0: I'd like to get to Russia. Mm, I've actually got one or two <laughs> itineraries for there. I would love to get to Russia. Yeah, it's it's. Um, uh, they, <laughs> some of the itineraries are pretty hardcore. Um, I can only imagine. Yeah, can Russia out. is hardcore. Yeah why is it always the Russians like that? I don't know. <laughs> like their mafia is always the worst this and then this is, is the right. worst and it's like Who, who needs the, water? we got got water. Yeah. Did you to, to end us, I'm sure you to go find this audio. Trevor Noah does a stint about Russia where he says it's funny but Russians always sound like they they like speak in reverse and he does this thing where he likes like a DJ deck oh, yeah? and he speaks foreign English He's like hey everybody how's your day going? And he plays like brilliant Trevor Noah go and look for that stint. Anyway, Mike, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> Thanks, G. We will, if people want questions, if they want questions, if they have questions and they want answers, get hold of us online. Mike, where can they find you? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram, Michael Labsho,
1: And you can also feel free to send me an email at michael at
0: wild-i.ca.za. And I will wrap this up after we're done here. Mike, thank you so much. Awesome. Thanks, you Appreciate it, man. <laughs> And there you have it. So some cool destinations to think about. Iceland for me, and I meant what I said in there, the Arctic for me does something special. There's something in the air. There's the cold on your skin that makes you feel alive. I don't know what it is, but it is amazing. So Iceland, go and look at it. If you want to join Mike and myself, we'll be in December uh, this year. Actually, confused with the whole next year, last year thing. So that will happen in December this year. Mike's hosting the, the summer version in June this year. And then stay tuned for Alaska. I'm super pumped for that one. Anyway, if you have any questions, you know where to get hold of me. Jerry Funavolt, on all my social media platforms and then jerry at wildeye.co.za. It's in the description and the caption of this podcast. I will chat to you in the next episode. Thanks for your time, guys. My name is Jerry. I'm from Wild Eye. Have a good one. <laughs>